Welcome to Streaming Wisdom, a place to discover your very own wisdom being activated through my storytelling. Just like me, you weren't made to fit into this consensus reality that you've quietly doubted your whole life because you are destined to pioneer a new one, shoulder to shoulder with many of us. And it's an auspicious time for humankind right now. So let's find each other and lead the way from our hearts and from the frequencies of real love, true power and wisdom. Consider me a friendly voice by your side, encouraging you as you continue to liberate yourself, express your genius in the world and fulfill your original intention. I hope you're as delighted as I am and have found yourself a cozy corner to relish in this episode of Streaming Wisdom. Now, this is a little bit strange. I'm sitting here talking to you, recording a solo cast after midnight. I never thought I would find myself in this situation, but here I am. And let me explain because (laughs) I'm not a workaholic. I really wanted to share this message yesterday (laughs) because it was such an important day to do so. And I was staying out at a friend's cabin in the Glasshouse Mountains in the Sunshine Coast. It's a beautiful family of mountains. And I felt so appreciative that I got to record a solo cast out there But long story short, I didn't check the audio in a different location. And when I went to play it back today, it was horrendous. (laughs) It was an insult to my ears. So I had to let that one go, unfortunately, because I felt like a lot of wisdom was shared, but that's all right. I'm back again with another attempt kind of feel like I had a weird day since I got back because I just couldn't let this message go. It just felt so important to talk to you about it. And the reason being is because it is New Year's Day. Yay! Happy 2023. (laughs) And now I think it's just quite amazing because I'm sharing a topic today called Staying Alive in 2023 and Beyond, and we have just crossed the portal into this year. It feels so perfect. And if you happen to be listening to this down the track, I really feel like what I'm about to share today will be relevant for weeks, months, maybe even years after this recording. So thank you for being here whenever you've caught me. If you don't know who I am, this is your first encounter with me. I'm Julia McEwen. This is the Streaming Wisdom Podcast. It's really about me sharing the wisdom that I've received through my own life, observing others in my friends and loved ones around me for a very important reason. So when you hear this, it hopefully will spark your own wisdom through my sharing. I love doing this. I love jumping on and sharing whatever is hot on my heart. (laughs) And this topic has actually been in my field for about a week now. So I really feel that it's quite current and relevant and wants to be shared. And let me share what I mean by staying alive in 2023. 
It's not meant to be a take on the Bee Gees song. <laughs> I didn't realize that at the time. And it's certainly not some sort of safety or emergency preparedness topic for all those doomsdayers out there. No, no, no. It is all about you, us, everyone, the human family getting through this really intense time, this evolutionary leap, this monumental shift, the eye of the needle. We are going through the most epic transformation As Earth is, so are we. And we are playing a key role here. It's massive and it's challenging. (laughs) It's in so many ways, it's intense. Like, I don't know, have you felt it? Oh my gosh, I have. It's intense emotionally. It's intense spiritually, energetically, physically. I mean, it's seriously fatiguing. My goodness. And um, financially, especially lately, as the cost of living is just going through the roof in so many parts of the world. So, yeah, things are really heating up and it is looking really scary. (laughs) I think it's actually terrifying to the ego, to the identities that have been built up around this reality around surviving this reality because now that this place that we are living in is changing rapidly we're having to adapt and to put it in a metaphor if you can imagine the entire of earth in a snow globe right now it's being shaken up violently i'm thinking like quite aggressively at least and the snowflakes have not yet landed we are going through a giant recalibration. So a little bit on that, the frequencies that we operate in are changing. It's like they're speeding up or something, or they're just changing harmonic resonance. Who knows? But old ways are now no longer working. We're seeing absolute collapse in figureheads, world leaders, organizations, structures, systems, they're all turning inside out and they're just becoming so ridiculous. I don't know if you've seen Little Britain, but the skit with computer says no. (laughs) It's really about that. It's like we have all this technology and all these like innovative ways of doing things, yet We've just lost the simplicity and the art of having to do one thing. (laughs) Like you call up a company and it's like, I don't have the authority for that. No, that's not how our system works. We can't intercept that. We can't change that. It's like, oh my gosh, what have we done? We've built up so many systems that we're bogged down by our own creations. So yeah, there's a lot of implosion (laughs) happening. I think on that more spiritual level, energetic level, there are a lot of older, distorted, dark energies that have always been able to survive in the frequency of earth and humankind. And as we're transforming and changing in our nature, our frequency is changing and this place has become inhabitable (laughs) for these energies. It's not very comfortable and they're... um, upping and leaving and creating a huge drama on the way out. Like what a drama. (laughs) So things are looking the worst they've ever been, but that's because we're at a collective healing crisis, which I know because I know what it means to have one personally. And things always look really, really fucking horrendous 
when you're actually right on track, right on time, and you are about to transform. So here we are at this very exciting time. (laughs) So a big part of staying alive in 2023 is surviving the process of waking up. And I know that that term has become a little bit derogatory and us and them and the awakened ones and the muggles. It's not very nice, but there is absolute truth in that. I watch people go by and they are asleep, completely checked out to what is actually going on. And they are just not taking the same level of risks They are swimming in their comfort zone and ticking every single box of success as defined by this consensus reality. But this is not the reality that I agree to. I was here to pioneer a new one. So were you. (laughs) So we're seeing through it pretty quickly. And this waking up process is all about seeing through the programming. Now, maybe this happened to you a very long time ago. Maybe it's happened more recently. It's no race. There's no someone's further along, really. It's just this, it's not linear. It's this crazy journey where, I don't know, some people are pioneering areas in health and wellness and the whole revolution of the body. And they're so awake to what's going on, but then they're so shut down in other areas. And I'm the same. I'm completely shut down in some areas and completely awake in others and still awakening, right? It's just this ongoing process. So before I share what I mean about waking up, I want to talk about what we're waking up from. For me, it is a deep sleep. It's a dream state. It is a dreaming of a consensus reality that is an expression of every single one of us. Whatever's happening inside, internally, is being projected out into our reality. When you add up 7 billion people, boom, you have reality. Everyone's insides are out. So yeah, I'm not really interested in blaming, pointing the finger or saying that there's one group of powerful people that rule the world. I don't really know or care about that stuff anymore. I just know that true power starts from taking responsibility for how we have created this, what co-created this. And if we're agreeing by paying by credit card or FPOS or going along with what everyone else is doing, then we're a part of this. There's no point blaming because we're just blaming ourselves and beating up ourselves. And I absolutely believe that there are people out there that have a lot of power, a lot of force, have a serious agenda and are working that like a motherfucker, especially in the last few years. But I also know that they are a reflection of all of us. So yeah, let's just like look at ourselves. It's a really important part of the process of waking up is taking responsibility for all the ways that we've participated, the deep programming that we have been sucked into and also taking responsibility for our own lives and our own programming. So we're waking up out of this dream state and I think the difference between dreaming and being awake is that When you're dreaming, you have no idea of your automated processes, your programming. You act, behave, think, make choices based on an automation. 
And when you're awake, you start to see that for what it is. You become self-aware. This is what true freedom and liberation actually is. It's to be liberated from your own programming. Now, of course, that programming came from this consensus reality. A lot of it was projected onto you uh, through institutions, educational systems, and just following along with everyone else and all of your peers and the people that you looked up to. But most of it happened when you were a child. Now, it's not that it was your fault or anything, but certain events happened in your life. They encouraged you to take on certain ways of being and close certain parts off to protect yourself. And this shapes who you are as a person. It shapes your identity. And then we grow up thinking that that's who we truly are. And it's absolutely not. I know that that's not who we truly are because when I look at it from that grander perspective, humanity is not who they truly are. We are not meant to live in a state of separation, in scarcity, in lack, survival, everything driven by fear and greed and such distortion in the use of money as a result. It's just not how we're meant to be. Like I absolutely know that we are not living in accordance with our true nature, the laws of nature, not the laws of what humankind have created in this matrix system. But when we look at the flow of nature, the abundance that is actually there, how it naturally wants to thrive, we are a part of that ecosystem. We can have access to that. And that is what we are pioneering. No matter what it is you're interested in, no matter what you love or how you like to be in your genius zone, what skills you have, I know that in some way you're contributing to a whole new world of mutual thriving. That's why we're all coming together and finding each other. We know that there is another way. And we get there through this mass awakening. That process is painful. It is so fucking painful to suddenly realize that you're actually responsible and have played a key role in the majority of events that have happened in your life. And I say majority because I don't think it's all. I think some serious, horrible, tragic things happen to us. And I will never fucking claim to explain that or spiritually bypass that, or write it off as, you created that bullshit. That's just a part of our journey. But the majority of things that happen to us are a result of our actions and behaviors and decisions. And the waking up process is realizing how we've contributed to that, how our wounding, how our trauma is being projected out into our reality and into our relationships And even down to the type of career we pick and the person that we decide to live with, it's just, it's quite incredible. So, oh, it is confronting. And because we are now looking at that and our behavior, so much of our trauma naturally wants to surface because deep down we want to transform. We don't want to be a victim of our own programming. So we have to see that programming for what it is. Oh my gosh, my waking up process began at 21. I am about to turn 40 and I am still going strong. I have got so much to learn and I have not wanted to be here and jump off this train many times during those years. It's just been so painful and challenging. And it has also been the best thing that's ever happened to me, truly. I am so glad 
that I bought this ticket to this place. I feel like it's a VIP ticket because through this process of taking responsibility for my life, I have been able to transform my own experiences moving forward. And that has showed up in everything. So I transformed for the better. And so did everything else around me, my relationships, my co-creations, my genius expression, my home, my community. I live a really incredible life. And I know that I would not be experiencing this had I not faced who I truly was and found that part of me that deeply, deeply wanted to get connected to the truth of who I really am and not what I was programmed for. This journey is so empowering. I want this for the whole world. And guess what? (laughs) It's happening. (laughs) I have wanted this for the whole world for a very long time. And now that it's happening, it's actually kind of frightening at how fast people are waking up. So when you combine all those people around the world waking up, all at the same time, because that's what I think is happening. (laughs) That domino has been kicked over and it is now unfolding in an unstoppable force. But everyone doing it at once is a very intense experience for the planet. Oh my goodness. How do we navigate this? How do we stay alive through these processes? Because yeah, I have questioned my own life many times. I actually have an episode, I think it's number two called choosing life. And if this is something that you have been experiencing of late or it happens to you regularly, I would, yeah, really recommend going and listening to that where I really dived into that topic of what it really means to choose life. And when we have those intense choosing life moments, it's such a common experience for people right now. It's big, it's intense. And I want to share a few of the common themes that I'm seeing in people all around me and in myself, hoping that it can support you or perhaps a loved one. Ah, The first thing I want to talk about is the healing crisis. (laughs) And what I mean by that is firstly, it's multidimensional. We can have a healing crisis in the body as much as we can have it in our emotional body, in our spiritual body. It is a really, really intense experience because we are healing at such a rapid pace that it actually causes, well, I would say even inflammation in the body, but on another level, chaos, (laughs) like emotional turmoil. If we're talking about the emotional body, it is a situation where everything looks really, really bad, so much worse than it has been before it actually gets better. So in the body, like there's been a lot of chronic pain and old injuries just reigniting and not going away in people. Oh my goodness. Has there been a string of illness, like people getting sick week after week, getting every single flu or cold or bug, whatever, you know, thing is going around. They they just get sick every single time. And it's like a massive purge. Huge. Yeah. I think many of us listening and know what they're purging (laughs) and maybe they're purging other things too, but it's toxicity in a nutshell. So yeah, that's been really big, a really big healing crisis. And then it can appear in our relationships, in our home, in our finances, basically when the thorn in your side, (laughs) the bane of your existence, the thing that's been annoying you for so long, this big theme that's been playing out in your life, 
and you've been working on it and putting all this effort in, investing time and money and emotional energy, whatnot, and it suddenly gets really bad. An example for me was when I was at the healing crisis of my chronic pain. I was ending about 15 years of chronic pain and it got so bad before it finally completed itself. It was the worst it's ever been. And I was so angry at everything that I'd invested my time and money. And I was just a mess. But what I actually realized was I had done so much work on myself that it was now finally manifesting in my world. And it was creating that snow globe effect, like everything was being shaken up for a recalibration. And when it landed, well, my chronic pain went away and so many other things shifted in my life because it wasn't just a healing crisis in the physical body for me. And to help paint that picture a little more, there's a really big difference between someone who is inherently unhealthy and speeding up their aging process versus someone who has done a lot of work and they're actually experiencing a healing crisis. So if you have found yourself experiencing this of late, I wanted to be that friendly reminder of a piece of wisdom that you already know, which is this too shall pass. If you are so dedicated to transformation and this area has been a really big challenge for you, you will not only pass this, but it will become your gift and possibly even a part of your genius expression. The challenge that you're facing may be the very thing that you transform into your gift back to the world and how you support people going through that exact experience. And I just want to say as well, don't give up. The healing crisis is the worst it will ever look and it's also the most tempting time to give up. And maybe that advice is just useless right now because you can't really give up, right? <laughs> these these um, trains of transformation are light speed and you just cannot get off. They don't stop. So yeah, we kind of don't have a choice. But if you feel like giving up, I get it. I really get it. And there's no need to because you will get through this healing crisis and you will be so much better on the other side. Just remember it took your whole life, possibly many eons before then, to wind yourself up into the state that you got yourself in. The unraveling is not going to be quick and easy. It is great when it is because it can be at times actually quite beautiful, but mostly <laughs> it's going to be a process and it's going to be painful. So I just want you to know that I'm thinking of you and you are not alone. And I have a lot of stories to share and wisdom about the healing crisis, which I won't go into now because they'll get a little bit off topic. But if you do need any support, please feel free to email me at grailleadership.earth forward slash streaming wisdom. You can go to that page. My contact form is at the bottom send me an email and I'll happily converse with you about that topic. Okay, moving on to the next one, which is not many people want to go to work anymore. <laughs> yep, everyone is trying to get out of the system if they haven't already. And if they're out of it, they're trying to survive being out of the system. <laughs> and some are thriving. I really love and appreciate those people because they're pioneering a whole new way. I'm personally still working that part out, but I know I've taken the first most important step and that is jumping outside of the system. 
Lots of people I know are trying to make extra money outside their full-time job with side businesses, online shops, Airbnbs, and yeah, they say it's for extra money, but I know they are looking for a passive income and a way out (laughs) because there are not many people that are really, really genuinely happy with their job, that absolutely love it, that completely nourishes them and fills up their soul and gives them purpose. And even if they do find themselves in that category, often because of the way our world is set up economically, oh my gosh, it is such a mess that there's not enough resources and people are being extended well beyond what they can handle as a workload. It is just disgusting what's expected of people to earn any decent income these days. Honestly, it's disgusting. How dare we put up with this any longer where people are burning themselves out, they're missing their family, their loved ones, they're not getting to experience their own hobbies and the the things that they really do to enjoy their life. They're not able to pursue other interests and they're not able to even tend to their health. Like right now, it's just look after their own bodies. It's just disgusting and this world has to change. So yay, we're changing it. Shake that snow globe. (laughs) Shake it up. I really think it needs to happen because we cannot go on like this anymore. And I think COVID played a powerful role in this. Thank you, COVID. (laughs) I know that sounded a little sarcastic, but it's actually not. Like genuinely, thank you so much for creating this healthy questioning. (laughs) Healthy questioning because there were a lot of people who decided to work from home and realized that that was much better suited to their life. So that was a bit of a win. But I'm speaking more about the people who were not allowed to participate in their workplace anymore and had to leave because they chose not to be involved in a giant global human medical experiment. And they felt pushed into a corner and as a result had to change jobs or many of them had to reinvent themselves. A lot of people just stopped working all of a sudden and many people also got on benefits and decided that they didn't like working at all. And I guess that fear of what it would be like if I left my job, that fear of survival, how would I pay for my lifestyle, support my family and pay for my home and all the things that I need, that questioning that has always kept people in their job, suddenly they were faced with that fear. And many of them realized like any other major thing that's happened in their life that feels like it would be the worst thing I'd never want you know, my marriage to end, for example, and then it ends and you think it's the end of the world. There was so much fear around it. And this could be even like ending a long-term relationship. And then on the other side, it's like, huh, this actually was the right thing. Yes, it may take years to heal for some, but it actually wasn't that bad. This was the right thing for me. So once you actually move through that fear, it's no longer there to haunt you anymore. And I think that's what COVID did. It really pushed people that were already on the edge. And I am so glad that many people were able to jump. It's a scary jump because you've got a platform that's very solid and you're not jumping to another one. You're jumping in midair and having no idea if and when and how you will land. So I absolutely take my hat off as a deep bow to you if that's what you have done or are planning to do. 
It is such a brave act in a world that is telling you all the reasons why you shouldn't do that. Yay to freedom. (laughs) And the more people that jump into this reality and are looking for a new way, the easier it's going to operate (laughs) because we can't actually have a whole new reality with just a few of us. We need a lot more people. So yeah, the more people that do this, the merrier. And I'm really excited about what's going to happen in one year, two years, three years, as more people start saying no. Because when you say no, you say lots of yeses at the same time. Energetically, when you say no to ill treatment, when you say no to doing things outside of your value system, well, it opens up opportunities that are in line with your value system. It's pretty much exactly what it does. So yeah, it's pretty amazing. But yeah, just wanting to talk a little bit about the whole don't want to work anymore. On top of people not enjoying their job, feeling dissatisfied, not earning enough money or being burnt out and fatigued is something else that's happening as humankind are going through this shift and transformation within themselves and they're waking up and they're questioning everything. They're starting to discover who they truly are without the wounds, without the programming and that discovery of their true nature, of your true nature will most likely lead you out of the system and out of the workforce, unless for some reason your job is 100% aligned with that, which I think is very rare. When you know who you are, you start to realize your gifts and what you're here to do. And then the gap between not doing that, living your purpose, (laughs) seems to just feel wider and wider and more empty inside. And this betrayal of self, this lying to ourself every day where we have to start pretending that we care about an organization or a job or a fucking client or a project when we actually don't. Like I know on some level we do, we have pride in our work and we have integrity, but in the big scheme of things, you're like, fuck this shit. Look at the way the world's going. I need to live my purpose. I need to be working from my genius zone. I've got a mission to fulfill and I need to create a new reality and be a part of that process. Having these out-of-body experiences as you're sitting there in a job and you know that it is just absolutely meaningless, the conversation that's happening, and it has such little positive impact on the world and just the feeling of your potential being wasted. Oh my gosh, it hurts. So I just wanted to share a message for the people who are in the system, who are experiencing this and have been possibly trying to get out for a very long time, but for whatever reason haven't, actually first, (laughs) for whatever reason that you haven't, like if you have a mortgage, um, a family to look after or all these other commitments and you feel like you need a stable salary, like I completely get it. 100%. I absolutely get it. That fear is real and it is valid. And if you've been thinking about leaving, it is not going to be your situation forever. And that fear will begin to minimize as your desire to create something else begins to expand. And you cannot leave the system one moment too early or one moment too late. You will do it in the exact time that you're meant to. And I know the pain that builds up before you do just the, oh my gosh, like it's so disheartening and it just eats at you and suddenly needing to have chats like, 
I'm fucking done with this with your bestie or your loved one, your trusted friend. They become a lot more frequent. It's like you start hanging in month to month, week to week, day to day, and then minute to minute. And eventually it just becomes too much and you leave and you face all those fears in once and you jump. And you will do that exactly when you're meant to. And the last thing that I wanted to share about staying alive in 2023 and beyond is the amount of pressure that we're under and how we face that. And this is exactly what inspired this whole topic. It was, like I said, a week ago, and I was chatting with someone. They were talking about alcohol and how they enjoy some of the health benefits of having a very small amount of alcohol. They asked me about it, and I shared my truth. And I'll share that with you now. So I have very little alcohol. I used to be a raging binge drinker and I could never imagine a life without alcohol. But as the years went by, the impact on my body became clear and I eventually had to give up, at least drinking regularly. Now I have very small doses and that's often when I'm feeling social anxiety. So if I go somewhere where there's a lot of people, especially people that are in that dream state and I can't have the type of conversations that I want, I can't connect with people at the depth that I want to, And it's just all masks and identities and fake smiles, well, forced smiles and words behind the words, just not the actual fucking real truth that you get from people about what's really going on for them. I really struggle in those environments. And I find that a little bit of alcohol, like even half a glass, for example, helps me relax and kind of shut down from everything that's happening around me. I use it to just blend in to that frequency that I'm in, in a way that I feel kind of camouflaged and I guess desensitize myself, shut down myself a little and shut down my emotional body. And yeah, that's actually a really big part of this. It's huge actually, because when I go into a situation where there are a lot of people in this dream state, and I did recently, it was a Christmas party. It was at a tavern and there's probably like a hundred people in the one area that we were in. And years ago when I was asleep in my dream state, I probably would have observed a lot of behavior and people's clothes and interactions and felt a certain degree of what was going on for people emotionally, because I guess I've always been feeling that most of my life. But as I went through the waking process and I started to realize that I was an empath and more recently in the last few years, I've realized I'm not an empath. I'm a human being. (laughs) And being empathic is not some superpower that only some people share. It is the true state of every human. Because when we're not in our programming and we know our true nature and we've been able to face all of our wounding and our own distortions, we've traveled to the depths of who we are. We've reached the saddest sad in our bodies, the most amount of grief, the most amount of shame. Every emotion that everyone calls negative, but is what it is, right? We've been able to get there as well as all the positive and ecstatic ones too. But I'm just kind of like talking about this because so many people want to avoid negative emotions. But when we face them within ourselves, we suddenly have a reading on what that truly is. 
And then when we walk into a room with 100 people, we're able to identify that in every single person. I think on an unconscious level, it is subtle, but it becomes like a mixed soup. And we feel the level of pain, the level of shame, the level of every negative emotion, the anger, the resentment, the, oh my gosh, the loneliness. We feel it all in everyone. And when I'm in the presence of people who are very self-aware, who are awake, who have been working on themselves for some time, who are aware of their own wounding and distortions, and to a very large degree have been able to move beyond their programming, I just feel so much at ease in their presence. It's so comfortable. It's joyful. My heart is lit up. I feel so expanded. I feel liberated. I just feel incredible. We have the most epic conversations. We find new territory and terrain in conversation and consciousness that hasn't really ever been found before. And Honestly, this is where the beauty and magic of life happens. This is where true intimacy happens in relationship, where there's so much trust with another person that you don't even have a reference for what trust is because you're not trying to find it. It just is. This is what real love is. And I can sit with a thousand people like that, I'm sure. I haven't tried. (laughs) But I know with like a party where there's like maybe 20 or 30 of those people, it just feels incredible for me. So yeah, that's what I think is happening with this social anxiety, this empathic nature. And for whatever reason, I feel like when I have alcohol, I can feel a little bit more comfortable in that situation. But anyway, back to my... (laughs) My whole point, that was an epic side story, is that yes, I was sharing this with this person, my friend, about using alcohol for those situations, but mostly I don't like to because even a small amount of alcohol on a regular basis gives me the long-term experience of fatigue and so does coffee. And then I said that I just used it as a coping mechanism for so many years that I just don't want to open up that doorway again. Like I just want to be in this reality be present to what's really going on, to feel who I am, my emotions, to be in my natural rhythms, not be distorted and into some other version of reality through another means. Like I actually don't enjoy that anymore. I actually feel a little bit disturbed when I get moved out of this reality. I just really right now want to be here. I want to be present to the whole thing. I want to be in my body. I don't want to escape it. And as I'm sharing this and getting a little passionate, I realized that it really affected my friend and I saw them kind of shake a little bit on the inside. And I thought, oh, wow, I think I've really triggered them because I've been talking about alcohol and coping mechanisms and distracting myself. And I never really thought for a second how that would land for someone who's just telling me about how much they enjoy it. And in that one moment, I saw deep into him and it's like, I saw the whole world and what they were experiencing at the same time. So it really wasn't about him from this point, but I shared a message to him that felt so true in the moment. And that message was whatever coping mechanisms that we need right now in this unbelievably intense time where people are literally struggling with choosing life and they're barely staying alive Do whatever you need to do to get through it. Please just stay alive. 
And if it takes a little bit of alcohol or TV or, I don't know, marijuana or coffee, (laughs) whatever addiction, name the addiction, right? Um, Whatever it is, then just do what you need to do because I was immediately taken back to all those years ago that I tried to give up coffee and alcohol and sugar. (laughs) Not that I've like completely given up all of those things. Like I still obviously have sugar. I have a little bit of alcohol and I have a bit of caffeine in black tea. But yeah, compared to what I used to have in my diet, my goodness, I'm an angel. (laughs) Seriously, it's like so good what I've done. But that took a long time and many attempts And you know what? I could not have given it up any earlier. I could only have tried because I was not okay. I was wounded. I was in pain. I was in misery. I was working in the system. I needed a coffee every day to get through. And maybe that wouldn't be the case today if I was in a job, but at least back then that was the case. So every attempt failed at some point. And when I actually left the system, And I'd done so much work on myself that I started to feel really good within who I was that got reflected in all the new people that entered my life, especially my partner, my co-creator and my dearest friends here on the Sunshine Coast. I started to experience a whole new level of relationship and harmony in my life. And I started to experience the stability of a home (laughs) instead of house sitting and traveling all the time. And my health began to improve as I started working on myself and my mental health began to improve. I guess I was ticking a lot of boxes that I've been wanting to tick in my life. So when I really got to a place of feeling relatively satisfied, very happy, extremely appreciative of what I've achieved, then I could give up alcohol successfully then I could give up coffee and many other different things. So please do not put any more pressure on yourself. It is New Year's Day today. You're probably going to hear this in a couple of days time, I imagine, because I want to go for a hike tomorrow. (laughs) I don't think I feel like editing, but I'll see. And um, yeah, it's just the time of the year where a lot of people make New Year's resolutions. And even if they don't believe in New Year's resolutions, there's this subtle like, I've got to do better. And that usually involves giving up X or doing less of X and doing more of Y. (laughs) So giving up alcohol, having less coffee and getting fit and healthy and losing weight, you know, like that's, I don't know, it could be on relationships or money or career, but I'll just use health as the example because that's actually (laughs) perfectly the theme of this entire season. This is all about health and wellness, our vitality and It's a really big thing around the new year energy. So (laughs) when there's all this pressure on people to be better and do more, and at the same time, there's this such intensity of what we're going through, I just really wanted to share the message of, I just feel so much better knowing that you are doing whatever is best for you and your mental health right now. So if you're finding yourself right now at the beginning of the year, the new year energy is putting pressure on yourself about what you need to change, do more of, do less of, when you're already feeling a lot of pressure through your own process of waking up, that I am as well. (laughs) And there's been a lot of emotional turmoil of late. I know I have been feeling like I've devolved, (laughs) you know, being triggered by everything out of nowhere. Like there's just so much pressure right now. 
And if it helps you to not put any additional pressure on and give yourself a set of rules and instructions that you have to follow that you may likely fail and then beat yourself up even more, then oh my goodness, you can choose a different way. I think it's just really important to know where you're at right now in life. If you're feeling really happy, really good in yourself and you want to make some changes, perfect. But if you are struggling, I just think do whatever you need to do to stay alive. And I really felt strongly about sharing that message because in some of my previous episodes in this season, I've talked about these habits of alcohol, sugar, coffee and other addictions. And I really don't want to send the message that these are all really bad and you have to stop. I'm pretty sure I didn't. (laughs) I just really wanted to reiterate that it has to be the right time for you. And if it's something that's on your radar, I know that it will happen for you. Sometimes it's just not when we want it to. It can take a little bit longer. Another element of this whole new year energy is I've got to get fit. I've got to get healthy. I've got to lose weight. And I have a lot to share about that. I'm just realizing maybe I don't need to in this episode. Maybe I'll carry it on at some point. Yeah, actually, I think I will. But just for now, I want to open up the possibility that everything we think we know about weight is wrong. It's completely wrong and weight is not always about fat. It's about many other issues in the body. And if your goal is to have a firm, hard body because that's what you think fit and healthy is, well, I think that's dangerous. (laughs) Very, very dangerous. A hard, firm body is in a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble because when you have firmness in your tissues, you have a lack of blood flow and that is going to lead to many more issues and especially accelerate aging. So yes, these goals that we have around what health and fitness is, I think they need to be blown open and I'm very, very excited and honored to do that in the next episodes that will come because I have a lot to share around those topics. So again, I don't think it's worth putting pressure on yourself because our whole idea of what is real beauty and radiance is going to change as we change. I don't see beauty and radiance in someone with a really hard, firm body. I'm actually now seeing that as dangerous. I see radiance in someone who has a fluid body with amazing mobility and they're like water. And yes, they are strong. And yes, when they contract their muscles, they are firm. But when they're relaxed, they are soft. And it is such a beautiful thing to witness in someone. I don't know if you've ever seen that in maybe someone who has studied some version of martial arts or they've gone deep into their own body journey and they just have a way about their mobility. They're like liquid water. It's like every action is almost a dance. And I just think that is so beautiful. And I think that's one of the signs of what a very healthy body actually is. So I'm going to leave it there for now and wish you a happy new year and celebrate your triumphs, your trials, tribulations throughout your whole life, but especially the last year. And wish you an amazing experience moving forward. 
I feel like there are a lot of healthy foundations being built for our new realities that we are all co-pioneering. I have so much to share in this space through Grail Leadership, which is my love, my passion, a, a beautiful home for me to express all of my genius in, which is where this Streaming Wisdom podcast is hosted. And um, as a pioneer, if you'd love to hear some stories about what it means to birth a vision in this world, if you have a vision, an idea for a better way of doing things, and it's been moving through you for a long time, or it's actually manifested, and you want to meet with other people and receive support around that, oh my gosh, we have some amazing things prepared to support you in this year, because we really want to see you succeed. So if you'd like to hear those stories and be invited into that whole process, you can go to the website, which is grailleadership.earth. And that is grail as in the holy grail. So G-R-A-I-L, grailleadership.earth. And that will take you to our homepage. If you scroll to the bottom, you can pop in your email for some news and updates to be included in this incredible journey that we have cooking up for the many co-creators of this new reality. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if this is your first time, hello. (laughs) Took me a while to say it. And if you've been tuning in for a while, I really appreciate you. This wouldn't happen without you and your energy in this space is fuel for me to continue going. Oh my goodness. So thank you. I will meet you in the next episode. Bye for now. Wow. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you making the space in your life to tune into this episode of Streaming Wisdom. I trust you enjoyed it so much that you're about to share it with a loved one who may welcome this wisdom being sent their way. So you're aware, I'm not on social media at the time of this release. So if you wish to say hello, ask a question, or browse my current offers, go to grailleadership.earth forward slash streaming wisdom. And the best way to stay in touch is to subscribe on my website where you can receive my seasonal email musings and a heads up when new episodes are released. If you have received greatly from streaming wisdom and feel an urge to give back, here are my most cherished ways of receiving your appreciation. One is to share an episode on social media or with a loved one. Another is to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and reviews are very welcomed. You can also make a financial contribution via the podcast page. Again, that's grailleadership.earth forward slash streaming wisdom. However you contribute, know that it fills my heart and fuels more episodes of streaming wisdom. Thank you again, wise one. See you next time.